Farmers in the Harvest. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Now, your host, Kevin Fulcher. back to uh, Labors in the Harvest podcast. For some of you, it may be uh, your very first time to join us. We're sure glad that you're here. Our, uh, our podcast really uh, is defined by the fact that we're working with those who God has called to ministry or those who are laboring in ministry. We call it Labors in the Harvest. And it's my joy today to be uh, joined by four young men who are uh, just recently all graduated from high school, and uh, they are planning on uh, preparing their lives for ministry. So I want to take this opportunity to ask them to introduce themselves Give me their their uh, our, give us their age and of course uh, where they're planning on attending school. My name is Russell Gibson and I'm 18 um, and I plan on attending Heartland Baptist Bible College in Oklahoma. Okay. My name is Jason Duarte. I'm also 18 and I'm also joining Rusty at Heartland Bible Baptist College. Okay. My name is Calvin Goodman. I'm also 18 and I'm also joining Rusty and Jason at Heartland Baptist Bible. So College. we have the trio going to uh, Heartland. That's great. Okay. My name is Luke Mack. I'm 17 years old. I'm kind of a black sheep here. I'm going to Pensacola Christian College. Yeah, the Lone Ranger. That's good. All right. Well, we are uh, certainly glad to have you guys. And, of course, you all have just recently graduated from high school. And uh, you guys are from the infamous class of 2020. You're going to go down in uh, history as the class that didn't get to finish in school because of COVID-19. So how do you feel about that? Luke, uh, what do you, what, what's your thoughts? Well, at the beginning, we were told that school would be suspended for like three weeks. And so we were all initially pretty excited. I was pretty excited. Hey, you know, an extra three weeks break. But as we got into it, I started realizing what all that meant. And then school was, you know, finished for the year. And it was it was definitely hard at first. A lot of feelings of, you know, you know, why? Why did this have to happen? Why now? Why to us? But, you know, it was definitely hard. But I'm sure the Lord definitely brought us through it. And he definitely had something to teach us throughout the whole time. Okay. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, like Luke said, we're all pretty excited at first. We're all just like so happy, but we really didn't know what it meant. It basically meant we lost a whole like two months of school left, which actually are the funnest parts of school, which is when we do our community service and we get to go out and do stuff as a class and stuff like that. We missed our wilds trip that every senior loves to go to. We always hear about how much fun that is and we got to miss it. But I feel like God did use it. There was a lot of stuff that our class did together that I feel like we would have never done had COVID never happened. So that's how I saw it. Okay. All right. Rusty, you have a thought? Yeah, me, just like everyone else, I had high hopes through the whole year, and I did not expect such an abrupt end like this. I didn't expect how long it would be, and I remember the day that Luke told me, he's like, we get three weeks off school, and I was like, yes. (laughs) I was so excited. And then the first week went past, and I'm like, this is really fun. Second week rolled around and I was like, man, I'm kind of missing school. Third week rolled around and I was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back. I don't want to miss too much stuff. And then it all just kind of went down from there. All right. Well, there's not a really a sense of bitterness mm-hmm. here. I, I, I understand that there's some disappointment yeah. in the sense that you didn't get to do some of the things that you were so anticipating as seniors this year. You did have a graduation, though. That was great. You got to walk and uh, have a graduation. And uh, so that's wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, call to ministry. And I want to back up a little bit from that and just ask each one of you, because I know um, having been the pastor of Cleveland Baptist Church and being around you young men for a number of years before I stepped out of the pastorate here, 
Um, I, I know the history, but our, our listeners don't know the history. And so I think, as, I, as I'm recalling, each one of you, all four of you, have uh, family members who have been in ministry, full-time ministry, preaching, and, and that type of thing. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you, Calvin. Uh, tell me a little bit about the history of your family there. Yeah, sure. So my grandpa, he actually was a pastor in Illinois for, I think, like 20 years, something like that. It was a while ago. Still is a pastor. Yeah, yeah. now he is. He's yeah. in Ohio now, though. He's right. in Toledo. Okay. Um, so he pastored in Illinois for about 20 years, came to Toledo. He's been there, I think, for 25 years. Um, and so that's where I grew up. My dad was there. My dad was the assistant pastor there. And then when we moved to Cleveland, um, he eventually came on as one of the associate pastors. Yeah. So just so our listeners understand, your dad was uh, kind of a layman and uh, did uh, the work of the ministry, working with his dad. Uh, through a series of events, God brought your family to Cleveland. Your dad worked here in the Cleveland area uh, with uh, New York Life mm-hmm. as a recruiter. And then as time went on, uh, obviously going through our Bible Institute and just the need of the staff, the pastor, the current pastor, asked your dad to join the staff as an associate pastor. So uh, that's exciting. So there's a, you'll be the third generation then of your family in ministry. Right. Luca, uh, your, your family's a little unique, so tell you a little bit about your family. Well, I grew up in the Ivory Coast of West Africa. My dad has been a missionary there for... You know, 25 plus years, and I grew up there, and I sort of felt that, you know, the sense that I need to go back there, and I was struggling with it, and my dad just kind of told me, if you're in God's will and you're doing what is right with the Lord, what you want to do, you can expect that that's what the Holy Spirit is guiding you to do, and so that's kind of been how I've realized that the Lord has been calling me back to the Ivory Coast, and I'm really excited to do so. Okay. Well, you got a really unique uh, story because I remember as the pastor of this church when your family went to the, you were, I think your family was one of the first families that we sent out, or second family under my pastorate here at Cleveland Baptist as missionaries. And uh, I remember the day your dad, uh, you know, informed us that you were, your, uh, your mom was expecting you. And then um, you were born during a coup, yes, right? Yes, sir. And your dad delivered you on the floor of the family house, uh, <laughs> reading a textbook from, from a medical aspect and delivered you right in the middle of a coup in the, in, uh, the Ivory Coast. Yes, sir. So you got a great testimony. You got to make sure that you let the ladies know about that. That'll, that'll draw them to you for sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, Rusty, uh, your dad is, uh, is not necessarily, I mean, he's in ministry because he's a deacon here in our church, but you have uh, some history there in the family, right? The Gibson yes, family. Yes, I do. So my dad grew up, um, of course, my grandpa Gibson was adopted by a man named George Gibson. That's really weird to say because my little brother is named George, but he was a preacher and he adopted my grandpa Gibson. And that's like kind of my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. My mom's side, on the other hand, my she grew up in a pastor's family, and they planted a few churches, as far as I know. And now my uncle Bobby, which is my mom's brother, is now the pastor of the Mid Coast Baptist Church up in Brunswick, Maine. Yeah, and your grandpa's still trying to help and mm-hmm. doing some help uh, works yes. with uh, church planning, and so uh, that's sure. neat. All right, Jason and uh, Jason's family came to Cleveland ba- Baptist uh, several years ago. Has it been ten yet? No, about eight years. Eight, eight years. And I was the pastor here. We were praying for a long time for a Spanish pastor to come and help us here in the Cleveland Baptist Church. And uh, I was put in contact with Brother Jose Duarte, which is Jason's dad. So, Jason, tell us a little bit about your family and uh, the situation there. Yeah, so my dad was the um, associate pastor in Salt Lake City Baptist um, Church. And he was there for about a couple years. And then after that, he became the head pastor of the Spanish ministry there. For about another six years, and that's when um, he met you, Pastor. Mm-hmm. And you guys talked. Mm-hmm. We prayed about it a lot. We he was thinking about sending someone he was training, but then he felt God was really calling him to come here. And so then after that, it's been eight years, and we've yeah. been here since. 
Okay. Well, as I said, I've had the opportunity to be around you young men for a while, and so uh, it's a, a pleasure. We actually spent an afternoon together not too long ago. Just wanted to try to encourage you guys in your walk and your and your heading towards ministry. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you're excited about as far as heading off to college. I mean, what what is it that you're looking forward to? Jason, we'll start with you. All right, I'm excited for the um, the environment mm -hmm. of being around other men, other women that want to be in the ministry and that want to encourage each other to be more godly and to um, later on succeed. And then also those friendships. I'm, I'm waiting for the friendships that are going to be made mm -hmm. and for the future ministry and how we're going to work together. Okay. All right. Hey, Luke, how about you? I'm just excited to get some work done. I, I know that there's a lot ahead getting ready to go back to the mission field, and I know there's a lot of steps that need to be taken, so right now I'm just excited just to take charge of what needs to be done, and I'm really excited to get going, and as well, just to meet other people in the, you know, the Bible, <coughs> Bible field that is out there in Pensacola, just make some amazing friends. I'm really excited for that as well. That's great. All right. How about you, uh, Calvin? Um, I think what I'm really most looking forward to is like, you know, I know how to sing and I know how to preach, sort of. And so I'm really looking forward to go there and like honing that what I do know how to do and so I can do it a lot better. So I'm hoping at Heartland I can learn, you know, how to better sing, how to better preach and just be able to do that better. Well, yeah. I didn't know how to preach and I certainly couldn't sing. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, God helps us along life's way. So, and, uh, you know, uh, Rusty, what about you? So for me, as Calvin said, I'm definitely excited to grow in the areas of music and stuff and develop in that also develop spiritually and I need I need a lot of learning and like discipline in some other areas so I think college will definitely help with that well you know part of it is of course uh, just the process itself and there's just uh, you know I know you're real excited I remember when I left for college man, a long time ago now uh, you know I was, uh, I was 17 I got in my car drove myself to college and uh, you know, started looking for work, and then, you know, about two weeks into it, I was homesick and ready to come back and missing stuff, but God used that whole process in my life, learning how to pay my bill and living by faith and trusting God when things kind of fell apart to see how God had put it together. So uh, you got a, a, lot of, a lot ahead of you, and it's exciting when I think about it. So let's talk a little bit about the call, okay? So you all obviously are heading to Bible college because you sense there's a call in your life from the Lord. So it as you think about it, is there one thing in particular? Or can you talk about maybe a series of things that God used in your life in, in the sense that you felt like, okay, I'm God is using this, and I, I sense he's calling me to ministry. So, Kevin, I'll start with you. Yeah, sure. So it was back in 2014. <clears throat> I was at a youth rally. It was in January. And it was almost like out of nowhere while the preacher was preaching. It felt like, you know, the Lord was saying, you know, I want you to preach. And I was like, just in my heart, I'm like, dude, I, oh, I do not want to do this at all. Mm -hmm. I hate, like, you know, I hated public speaking, anything like that. I did not want to do it at all. And so I was like, well, I just kind of in my head, I'm like, okay, God, well, you know, we'll see. I got time to think about it. Um, and so the Lord just kept working on my heart. And it was eventually in uh, July of that year at a summer camp that I officially surrendered uh, to God to preach. And I knew that that's what he wanted me to do. And I made it known to my family and stuff like that. Um, it wasn't until 20, 2016, yeah, 2016, um, at a youth rally actually here in Cleveland, um, they read a testimony from Brother Mickey. And it was a testimony about him, um, something they had done in their ministry there in Kenya. And, you know, the Lord just impressed my heart. That's what I want you to do. I want you to go be a missionary. And so I was like, yes, sir, I'll go do it. Okay. And so I'm right. excited. Very good. All right. Uh, Jason? Yeah, so um, it was at a missions conference in back in Utah, and um, I surrendered to be a pastor. And it was really ever since then that God called me, and I just felt like after that it wasn't a, like I didn't have to doubt it and have to question it. And, like, each youth conference, each camp I went to, it was just God confirming, this is what I want you to do. You're going to preach. And I've never looked back, and since then, I just know God wants me to preach. Well, that's great. All right. 
Now, Rusty? Um, as you know, missions conference is held every year at our church, and I've grown up in this church, and it's always, it's always been my favorite part of the year mm -hmm. is missions conference. So all growing up, I've wanted to be a missionary, and as soon as I hit seventh grade at teen camp, um, I finally learned what it meant to be surrendered to the mission field. And as soon as I found that out, I was like, I jumped on it. So I surrendered my life to missions, and ever since then, I've also grown up with Luke Mack, which is one of my best friends, and he's, of course, a missionary to Ivory Coast. So that kind of motivated me as well. Well, I guess when you kind of grow up in the mission field, mm -hmm. you have a firsthand taste of what it's like, right? So yes, sir. Luke, anything in particular that uh, got used in your life? Well, as I, I was, as I was growing up, I saw what my dad was doing out there in the Ivory Coast, and so then I started asking the question, well, what about me? And so I asked my dad that question, and like I said earlier, he said, if you just walk in the Spirit and you know that you are doing what the Lord has you to do every day, then he'll show you what he wants you to do later on. And so then I started getting involved in our ministries out there. I taught Sunday school classes and sang the choir, did a bunch of different things, and I really started to feel the Lord tugging my heart to go back to where I grew up. And so that's kind of how I knew the Lord was calling me back to the Ivory Coast. Okay, great. Well, you know, uh, it's kind of unusual. I, at least it has been in this ministry, that we have four young men all graduating at the same time who all sense a call to ministry. What do you feel is the dynamic of that? I mean, how have you been able to help each other? Well, um, I think the first, the first time when Luke came back, it was right around teen camp, and we all went to camp together. Was this this last year? This was just this past year. And me and Jay have always been really close to Luke. But Calvin was fairly new, and he came when Luke was gone in Ivory Coast. So we all kind of incorporated Calvin, and we all became clicks right away, started a quartet, and that for me has been the most influential thing through my senior year. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, like Russ said, we, we all just clicked together, basically. I mean, after the you know, camp, that's when we really got close to each other. And I feel like the thing that keeps us motivating each other is being accountable to each other. Mm -hmm. That was the main thing we learned at camp is have someone that's going to challenge you and make you a better Christian. And that's what these three guys have done for me personally, is they've challenged me to be better and they've challenged me to, you know, be honest and stuff like that. So that's what's helped me. Okay. Well, I'm going to kind of wrap this uh, side of it up and then we're going to carry this over to the next ep episode for just a moment. But we want to thank our listeners for being part of the, today's broadcast. We hope that you'll join us again next week when we carry on this conversation with these four young men who've been called to ministry. Uh, this is Kevin Folger. I want to thank you for joining us in today's podcast of Labors in the Harvest. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you have been encouraged by today's podcast. If you have been helped, we want to encourage you to subscribe and to share. Please feel free to leave us a comment. If you want to know more about Kevin Folger, and the ministry, please visit his ministry at kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us again next time for more Laborers in the Harvest.